Hi, my name is Sokuren, and I am one of Sokuzan's monks. Sokuzan so freely offers his love to us and his wisdom through these talks, and never asks us for anything in return. If you value what he does and what he is, and want them to continue, please visit our donate page at sokukoji.org. Thank you. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. A couple things I wanted to say before we start the talk. One is on Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, we will uh, observe a memorial service for my uh, Zen master, to be very literal about it, my uh, teacher, whom I met in 1990. And that will be a day-long service. You can come and go. The people here in the monastery will come and go. If you can be here for the whole thing, you do that. But there's nothing forced. <laughs> no, you can come. You can come and go. If you haven't been to this monastery before, you know that we don't keep people out because they're not here at the beginning of the service because their watch broke or something. But people can come and go in the middle of all these services here, including that one. Uh, people will be observing uh, this, uh, showing respect for uh, teaching of Kobentino Roshi through various, like we're chanting the Heart Sutra all morning, over and over and over again. Dharani. And also the, the full morning service and that. And then I won't go into the rest of it, but I think it goes until, until the beginning of uh, as it is, meditation is six o'clock, which will still occur as it's been occurring for two and a half years. So that will still happen as it's been happening every weeknight. The other thing I wanted to, to do is ask you for help. Come and help if this is valuable to you. Go to the website, donate if you can. If you can't, then it doesn't mean you shouldn't continue to participate, of course. The title of this morning's Dharma talk is A Bunch of Ears. No, it's not that. No, I, when I sent this to Junshu, uh, I said, more than just listen, right? And then she sent back, she always tries to be very cute, some, sometimes successful, sent back a plus sign with an ear, just showing me that she heard what I said, but I would share that with you. Robert, so <laughs> how are you? Pretty good, relatively. So then I, I said something silly back to her. I can't remember what it was. Anyway, more, more than just listen. It's also when I talk about and say and recommend that you practice a ninety ten. Listen ninety percent of the time. That's the intention, and talk ten percent of time or produce or display or express if you just take that attitude you you might be able to do 50 50. it's very difficult to do 90 percent of the time listening and 10 percent producing talking expressing commenting elaborating so what i'm uh endeavoring to recommend to you is that you do this not through just auditory but also your eyes receive what's there, not receive particularly what you're thinking about it, although that comes later or immediately. 
listen your, to, to make a story about it so you can get closer to what it is I'm endeavoring to say is if you're standing and you're talking to someone and you and there you're listening to them and you're talking a little bit they're talking uh, maybe a little bit more and you're listening to them you could also register the that doesn't mean you have to name it but register the color of the The dress they're wearing, or the the ski pants, or the if they're wearing a hat, or how they look, what their what their body posture is—not body language so much. I'm not looking at what the body language means. I'm saying just how they're standing, how they hold themselves, what what is the space around them, the visual, 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 plus the auditory, plus just your own perceive what's showing up in your own body, or the gravity that is holding you there. This cannot be separated from what what uh, your friend Bill is saying to you about the difficulties having uh, getting his uh, uh, insurance to pay on what he's been paying premiums on. And they're trying to talk him out of it. You know what I'm talking about. These kinds of things we're constantly jabbering at each other about these things. You could use that time when it might be very important to Bill, but, you know, you don't have any personal interest in that. But you could you could use this as a time to actually practice receiving receive hang on his every word, even though it's a very mundane situation. This is a time to do this. Don't learn to ski in a snowstorm. Kind of a silly image, but that's what I'm saying. Is practice when the weather's good. Not that the weather's good for Bill. It probably feels like crap. But this is a time when you don't really have anything invested in that, and you could spend this little time practicing this. Uh, I don't teach a deliberate meditation and action other than this, other than this kind, which is 90-10. And you can do that with all of the senses. <clears throat> and what that involves is when that sense, whatever that may be, including the sense of taste, when that shows up in any of the six sense fields, including the mind, of course, uh, no commentary. You don't have to name or identify anything. This is a different kind of practice, which has been also taught in, in the, as a Buddhist teaching, actually. I don't teach it. I'm not going to prevent you from naming everything. If that's what you want to do, go ahead. But that's more about around a control thing that's trying to get some kind of control about who you are, control so you don't have a really ugly, um, embarrassing ego. Not interested in that. I would rather have you a very have a very embarrassing ego. Otherwise, you will be able to hide out forever, or for at least a very long time. The other word I use sometimes you use is uh, include include the carpet, <coughs> what is around you. Don't hang on it. Don't maintain some kind of state of awareness of everything. That's that's that old. Fashion, what be here now thing? Be here now, be here now. Don't be here now. Don't do that. Just, just receive. It's not about being here now. That's a misunderstanding. Who is that very famous person who has a book called The Power of Now? Yeah. Isn't that Josh Toomey? No, no, no. It's not him. Another famous person. Uh, what's his name? Come on, I know you want to tell me. <laughs> huh? Eckhart Tolle. Huh? Eckhart Tolle. Yeah. Eckhart. To me. Tell Tolle. 
and I don't mean to take anything away from him. I, some people need to hear that kind of teaching. They're not ready for this. This is a, a radical and very, very difficult practice. And it's also extremely simple. That's why it's so damn hard. Because you get no feedback from this. If you do get feedback, it's just quite often just more suffering, more difficulty, more challenges. That's why uh, I'm here to say, do it anyway. Do it anyway. So Eckhart Tolle said it. Eckhart Tolle. I've read, I read that book, actually. And I think it's a good book. And I think what he's talking about is, is a powerful and can be helpful to people. But, you know, he didn't get that through meditation. He got it through his particular causes and conditions arose. And he went into a, whatever he went into, which he describes. And then, and then he sat on a park bench for a few weeks. And probably sat longer than that to understand how he could teach something that he didn't actually do. Whereas if you do this through a sitting practice of meditation, it is something you can teach. As long as you understand what you just went through. So everyone is so different. Uh, people's karma is different. <laughs> I've been doing this actively as a teacher for, I don't know, 15 years, something like that. And, uh, you know, I don't have thousands of students trying to be here now. They're more likely to come this way and listen to me talk for a few years and then leave because they find another kind of teaching much easier. I've had that actually happen several times. Is that wrong? Of course, it's not wrong. People are doing what they need to do. They might not need to do this, but they might need to come and look at this for a while and then go a different direction, maybe. <clears throat> Usually they, they don't check in with me, though. They just tell me they're leaving. They don't ask. So there we go. Be here now. So to come back to what it is I'm endeavoring to point to is not just sense of smell, sense of taste, the sense of gravity, or, or sense of how your clothes feel, or how someone looks, or their appearance, or the tone of their voice going up and down. Of course, I, I am talking about this. That's why I'm going over it. Watch the tone of the voice go up and down. Don't worry about the words. They're important. You'll hear them. You'd be, a, be surprised if you're really, really including everything that's arising, how extremely attentive you are to any nuance that's happening in the, the intonation of the voice of Bill, who's saying to you, this is not, I cannot keep doing this. I've been after them. I keep trying to talk to them. I keep trying to explain about how, yes, I, this is the premium. It's paying a premium to be insured for this particular situation. We're not covering, however, maybe I could go on and on and invent a story. But I'm saying, listen to that. Listen to that. Uh, what's happening to that person in their life, whether they're a meditator or it's your, your aunt. If their name's Bill, probably not your aunt. See, one person smiled, two people are frowning, a couple people are praying. <laughs> <laughs> so if the attitude is to observe, or the attitude is to receive, you'll notice that that it kind of takes over its own form. It, it, you, because your awareness doesn't belong to anyone, never has, it's just that the ego mind, the self-centered mind, the fear-based mind is always grabbing at, it has a say-so about it because it is awareness. 
it is consciousness, ego of a sort. It's just that the kind is the, it is the kind that is uh, grasping, rejecting, and shutting down passion, aggression, and ignorance. But it's still we don't have to get rid of it. Just see that that aspect of ego, which has been conditioned over centuries to shut down, turn away, choke on its own output, is unreal. So when that intention is there to include, to listen, to receive, you'll find that all kinds of things start to show up that have been blocked before. Just because the intention is there to do that, it just starts to happen that you could begin to daydream in the middle of listening to a bill. Listening to that story, you could begin to see that once that opens up in the outer direction, it also begins to open up right here. You begin to get to know who you are, what you've been covering up day after day, week after week, year after year. Your true nature is right here, right in front of you. The distance between you, consciousness, and your true nature is paper thin. May not even be that thick or that much distance. I could take some questions if they're interesting. Praying person. Kevin Valley. Yes. When we listen particularly to like family members. Yes. And we feel the impulse to shut down or correct when we notice our rigidity how do we include that and keep listening well so first include your own your own feelings about it start start with how you're feeling rather than try to accept what they're saying you don't have to ever accept what anybody's saying just need to listen to it don't accept anything don't accept anything even be be with all things is uh, uh, I haven't tra- retranslated that yet, but it's probably coming. So it's a, it's a, it's, a um, it, it's an overall uh, receiving of that. So you'll find if if you're receiving, endeavoring to receive the distasteful aspect of relative or something, if you just begin to re- just listen to that, not just what is being said, but the maybe their politics or whatever may be happening or their just disagreeable energy that's coming. They're trying to download on you, which is quite often what happens. Um, it's not about accepting that. It's about listening to it and then also noticing anything else uh, that is coming up with it. As long as, you, as, long as your own commentary uh, is tied into whatever is uh, showing up with your cousin or your dad or your or someone in your family situation, uh, then anything else, any response, any response in your mind that is uh, trying to kind of go to war with that or stop it or whatever, if you don't, if you don't stop either direction, you don't differentiate between them being wrong and you being right. You follow that a little bit? It's just energy rising and it's looking for somebody to be responsible for the rightness or the wrongness of it. Excuse me. So it's, I think it's the, an overall situation that might take a lot of practice on the cushion over there and it might take quite a bit of practice and 
and noticing the gravity that is pulling you towards the, your, this body-mind complex towards the earth as you're trying to deal with the situation. It's a much bigger picture than just a little item of uh, a kind of gossiping kind of thing that's going on with our feelings and so on. More? What is the difference between the being here or being present and including, intentionally including? <clears throat> so being present uh, or be here now, that kind of thing, trying to be, be with all things, uh, it, it, it works uh, somewhat. But if there's any kind of challenging situation that we go on, then we're trying to make ourselves uh, as if some kind of a solution or palliative to the difficulty that's arising. We're trying to, it's almost like we're trying to get away from that so we can be here now. And so the, uh, what was the other part of the question? The difference between being here now and including or receiving. Including is an ongoing, just an attitude. So being is, is, is has more of a, an accomplishment, like we're, we're noticing that we're not able to be here now, that kind of thing. Whereas including, you can always include. Even including, uh, because including is more, has a wider meaning to it. Uh, that word include is just, it's very generic. It's, Anything is showing up, you get to include it. Now, anything that's showing up, including the ability to not include, is you include it. Is a, is a difference uh, intention? The, the, the being with or being now or any of that tends to be look, uh, trying to look for a state of mind, whereas including is just a, uh, you're just including something who shows up to just receive it, include it, observe it, all of those kinds of words, include, receive, observe, all very similar. Go ahead. It seems like you're saying to, when we're listening to intentionally like check in, not check in, but observe our senses, observe what's happening with the other person. So there seems like a, a lot of, Activity going on? Yes. Active receiving? That's what you're doing. Just intending to receive, but you you don't, you're not following that up by asking yourself if you're receiving because it's just something you, you do. So it's your, anything that's moving, receive. Anything that's showing up in your mind stream, you receive. Anything that's showing up in your living room or down the hall, just receive, just receive. 9010 is the way we do that because that's uh, a teaching of that uh, in that way is to help us get a little bit of a dynamic so we can see uh, how do we actually do this well we we can we know that we can just be quiet <laughs> we can it's hard to just be quiet but it can be done it might be a struggle it might start out that way we can come and sit in front of the wall and just sit in front of the wall so that one should be 90-10. You should be sitting in front of the ball 90% of your life, and 10% you get to have lunch. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like that, probably. You may have partially at least just addressed this question, but you were saying you might retranslate me with all things. So what's not quite, or what's the... Difficulty with you. There's really no difficulty. It's a very simple thing. Save all beings is, is another one that uh, can get. Uh, it's, it 
just those, that's why there's a couple of them there. You could just look at that. But no more war with anything. So be with all things is, is pointing out too much of a state of mind where saving all beings is more a- attitudinal. You're going to put others before yourself. That's going to be modified all the time. Sometimes you're with somebody that it's very difficult to do that with. Another time it's just around uh, someone who's just radiates a lot of wonderful atmospheric vibes. So it's easier to be with that person. But be with all things. Uh, it just has like trying to accomplish some kind of state of mind. You could say observe all things, receive all things. Might be might work better than be with all things. And I would uh, think maybe going back into I'm very much about looking into the languages as they go back and, and how things were translated. Sometimes the way someone translated uh, a particular text uh, would be different with different people. Just need to look around a little bit more. You said something earlier about it might be better to have an embarrassing ego, otherwise you could hide out forever. Sure. Um, what about embarrassment? It seems like, what about embarrassment would keep it from hiding out? I don't know. Are you saying that being embarrassed might make it go hide more? I cover up everything I'm embarrassed of. I cover up everything I'm embarrassed of, so I'm, I'm curious about that, that there might be a different way to work with. No, I think just be embarrassed. Probably is good. Quite often, the in that area, which is, of course, uh, pride and shame, and there's some area in there where it's just you're not exactly ashamed, but you're kind of embarrassed about what happened, and you're, not, you're certainly not full of yourself or prideful because you're going to see that you mess things up that both of those areas you can get uh, uh, the ego is just waiting at the gate to get uh, an, a token of accomplishment to be very much ashamed for what happened or very very proud for what was not their fault or something where they actually just never make any mistakes not sure why people have so many problems with making mistakes because pretty much okay all the time and I do suffer I'm not saying I don't suffer of course I do because I'm a human being Just looking for a frown somewhere. I'm not finding it. Yeah. <clears throat> That's enough frowns. How's that bowing? What? When you, it seems like the phrase is often save all beings. Yes. But with some Christian baggage, that word kind of is yeah. off putting saving all beings or how can we use that word save in a way that is fresh it'd be it'd be difficult to freshen it up but you could go to uh you could go to be with all things or you could you could just go to put other people's before themselves before yourself so start with your mom your dad your your difficult situation with your brother or or, or someone especially family it makes it more difficult because family quite often they go different directions they, they just a uh, disagreement there. And so it's just the idea of be considerate of others 
who are probably doing the best that they can. Maybe they don't have the wonderful karma that you have. So you get to stumble into the path of the Dharma or into the, this particular teaching where, where you get to work with your emotions and your understanding of what life is about in a radical way. In other words, you get to look at it. It's not something you believe in. So when you meet someone who is tied up in belief and still is still, I have a, a friend uh, in, uh, up in the Twin Cities when I lived up there many years ago when uh, that, that I, I met, uh, my wife and I at the time uh, uh, met and wonderful, uh, enjoyed uh, her company and her husband and everything. And uh, But she just can't communicate with me because she's afraid that I'm going to hell because I'm a Buddhist. She's a Christian. I'm going to hell. So therefore she can't, she can't talk to me because I'm a, what do they call those? Not charlatan. Heathen. Pagan. Any others? Sinner. Huh? Painter? Painter. A sinner. Oh, sinner. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably the one. So that doesn't mean that she's somehow wrong in her her life, in her context of her, how she's practicing her Christianity and so on. It's totally, totally makes some sense there. So, <clears throat> but I would say you could use your own, because uh, I just do it situationally. We don't have to follow a certain, uh, a certain structure where we have to stick to save all beings. And I use it all the time, but I use it to people who are students who don't have that issue. If I were confronted, which perhaps you have been, maybe that's why the question is coming up. But I would say, then just say, put others before yourself. It's very simple. It sounds kind of fancy because coming out of thousands of years of studying this, which maybe, you know, in the turn of the millennium, that could have been the only way that it would work really well, rather than put others before yourself or and even putting others before yourself is it doesn't mean at the expense of your own health or the expense of your own life although it's been taught that way uh, there's a uh, different parables and so on where the buddha as a bodhisattva laid down in front of a tiger and, and her cubs and let the tiger fed the tiger so you know a little bit mythology there i doubt that that happened but i don't know i don't think so i think it's a, it's a teaching device to help you see that you could actually put yourself before others might be difficult or painful or scary. That's the practice of the, of the Mahayana or the Bodhisattva Gana. A different, different way we're in a different culture, so we might teach it differently. It's not about being better than or figuring out how to say this so that so it's more uh, Christians are more able to receive this. Um, I don't know. But there again, it's, it's a situation. How, how, have you, how, how have you been working with that yourself? When you run into it, comes on bowing. Maybe similarly to you, I've had people respond in different ways to my being Buddhist, including um, a coworker trying to save me <laughs> because I was going straight to hell. Yeah, me too. So, I've yeah. been. So, I'm. I'm glad because I mean, what if they're right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah. So we need all help we can get. Don't don't leave anybody out. We do this together. Really, that's. I'm I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm serious. We, we do this together. Nobody is left out of this. Uh, people, Christians, people who are murdering people. I'm serious about this. You should ask questions if you think I'm approving of murderers. That's the plus and minus mind of the ego wants to do that. Anytime you 
start to uh, uh, give some kind of uh, understanding to uh, an area where it was full of anger and violence, uh, you can get accused of supporting that, which is not happening. Just curious about the word. It sounds to me, maybe due to conditioning of my situation, it sounds like saving is more going out towards than being with. But what you were saying earlier is being with sounds more like accomplishing. So how how would you describe the word save in this context? I say put others before yourself. Others are we're, we're all in a burning house, my friends, my enemies. We're all in a this is coming down. Sooner or later, there's no way that any of us here are going to live 100 years from now. You might live, you know, if uh, you could live to be 110. Unlikely, but this is a burning house. It's just a slow burn. It's come, just like the planet is slowly coming apart because of uh, ignorance, greed, people who have incredible amounts of money and will not share it with uh, world that is in need. Uh, it's just, this is not a position for me to start lecturing anybody about it, but pretty obvious. That's happening in uh, the way the planet is heating up, all the things that are going awry, uh, weather-wise. So we just, but we're all, but we're not separate from each other. So you have to see that whatever is happening to you is happening to everyone on some level, on, a, on an ultimate level, living beings human beings, lots of beings in, in the universe besides us. Sir. You're talking about the tiger and the Buddhist. Um, brought back memories from during Vietnam when a monk went into the square in Saigon poured the gasoline over himself and then lit himself. I remember that. Yeah. It's just I've often been baffled by why he did that. It's not a why question. If you say why, it's going to go because, because, and that could be relatively right. Uh, but it's not a matter of correct and incorrect. I don't think he had a, it was, I think it was choiceless for him. But it had something to do with his upbringing, his karma, the way he worked with his karma, uh, with, with his life, and the way he worked with uh, his understanding of what it means to be a monk. And the causes and conditions behind that are, there might have been someone right next to him who had a very similar situation, but they did not do that. They did something else with their life, with whatever was left of their life, rather than just emulate themselves. So that all that did was bring a lot of attention to Buddhism, for one thing, and to and a lot of discursive ramblings about what that was about. He shouldn't have done it. He should have done it. Uh, why did he do that? How is that going to help? I mean, we could go on and on just with ideas about that. And I don't have anything other than about it other than just it was extremely sad and heartbreaking to watch that happen on television. They actually showed that where they won't show, they'll show that, but they won't show uh, the, and this doesn't mean I have a particular opinion about it, but they would not show the bodies of the children in Uvalde, how they look. They're willing to swear on, on these hearings, but they're not willing to say, this is what happens when an AK-47 blows through the head of a child. We need to see that so that we can what, receive that as it looks rather than as we think about it. 
painful, yes. And I'm not speaking about a political movement to do that. I'm just, I'm just, I'm probably not, uh, not much different than maybe a lot of people might feel the same way. I have no idea. Like Vine. It seems like I always keep coming back to wanting to know the cause. Stop it. That's difficult. <clears throat> the cause is difficult too. Want, wanting something else. Everything you need to know is right in front of you right now. Don't believe me. I'm not saying I don't want you to believe me. I'm saying you might consider looking at it. Anything that shows up in front of you is preaching the Dharma. It's saying not separate, not separate, not separate, not separate. It's actually not separate. It's not separate. It's over there, but so are you. Not here isolated in some kind of little container inside your mind stream. You're not even in your mind. You're not in your, this brain is just a processing device. Consciousness is everywhere. It has no location. If you think it does, you'll continue to grasp at that location or shove it away or ignore it. The body is just uh, something that is, uh, excuse me, an organism. Obviously, I'm not saying anything you don't already know, but consciousness doesn't have a location and it doesn't belong to anyone. Excuse me. If you realize this, uh, natural, uh, a natural kind of respect for everyone, no matter how horrible they are or how wonderful they are, a natural respect for that boundary starts to arise in your mind because you realize that consciousness is, has no location. This doesn't mean it can't locate as you're in the bathroom constipated. I'm not saying you wouldn't be there and think, you know, uh, the whole world is watching you. I'm not talking about that kind of silliness. I'm saying fundamentally it's that way. You need to receive it. You can do this. If you're listening to me, you're probably ready to receive this because there's what, 40 some people here and another couple dozen in the Zendo. That's enough. One person's enough. 20 years from now, you may meet someone who needs to hear this. No. Listen. Go ahead, Sokodan. Sokodan Balling. What are ways that we can receive our own like self-denigrating thoughts and behaviors and not get seduced into more self-centeredness? Bowing. Don't worry about the not the not getting seduced into more is that that's the issue there. That that it's not enough. You always want something else. This is the second noble truth, wanting something else. That's that's the cause of suffering according to the Buddha. So just uh, receive, look, uh, be aware of how you have no say-so about that. That you are able to watch the self-denigrating thoughts. You can just watch them. That which watches the self-denigrating thoughts is not self-denigrating. It, ha it has no status as anything at all. But don't believe me. Consider it. Get to the wall. Receive, 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 receive. Receive what's on the wall. Receive whatever shows up, no matter how much it smells. A question from Vishal in San Jose. Can ignorance show up as sleepiness? Sleepiness? Yes. 
certainly can. Does over here. That's all I know about it. Yes, I fall asleep all the time. Jeez, I'm buying based on Vishal's question. Sometimes that shows up in meditation. It feels like maybe I'm falling asleep out of some ignorance. Is there a way to bring awareness into that type of ignorance? You don't have to do anything with it. The primary question that I would say is, you got to the wall, you sat down, you took up a symmetrical posture, and you fell asleep. Is that what's happening? That's that. Just be aware of that. So if it goes too far, your head will hit the wall, and you probably won't do that very many times. Because you get immediate feedback from your body that is falling over against the wall. But you already knew that. That's not really very helpful. So what is it you really wanted to know? I don't fall over and I just sleep for 20 minutes. Not a problem. But what, what is this about? You've heard me say this a hundred times. It's the awareness that you slept. That's very, very important. We are not talking about, at least I'm not promoting, uh, attaining any kind of state of mind, any kind of a jhana state. If you want to go do that, go study with somebody else. Don't bother me with it. I've looked at it for a long time. I'm not against it, so don't misunderstand that way. Oh, Dogazan doesn't want that. No, if you're in here and you go into a jhana state, that's fine. Come and let me know how that was. If you want to, or keep it to yourself. But it's about the awareness that you're falling asleep. Awareness of that. Which doesn't mean that it's okay to go to sleep. I'm not saying that. It's not, it's not a right or wrong situation. It's astonishingly personal and intimate with you. It's your, the intimacy that you have with this will eventually uh, be that intimacy will be everywhere. Even everywhere is an understatement. You can't uh, even uh, everywhere is, you know, might as well be saying underwear. I'm missing the point. Can't generalize about everything. But you can make a flat out statement about it that I'm willing to do. Not separate. Find me two things. Can't find them. Well, you can find them, but they're fundamentally not separate. They just look separate. That's why it's called an illusion. Oh, it's you again. <laughs> Back there behind the curtain. Hiding out. A uh, question from Adriana. Adriana. What is it that's arising when I feel annoyed by someone? Who is it? <laughs> Maybe I'm annoyed too. <laughs> what is it that's arising when I'm annoyed by someone? It's just, it could be any number of things. You're there and you're listening to someone talk and you see them perhaps being foolish about things or believing in things or presenting things to you, some kind of propaganda that you know is insubstantiated um, or just untrue or is about manipulating people. I, I would, you would have to t tell me what it is that's happening. You could probably describe it, but it's just, uh, just could be any number of things. The important thing there is, as a meditator, is to receive uh, the annoyance and then receive also your production around the annoyance. Like, for instance, what is that? That's a production. The question is not really looking for an answer. Uh, and if it found an answer, then it would say, well, what is that? Well, why is that there? Where did that come from? We tend to go on. The most important thing to remember there is just receive it. So whatever, Adriana, whatever shows up, that's 
you got it coming, even if it's coming from a person who is producing um, some kind of what propaganda or garbage or they're, or, or they're downloading or offloading their own discomfort on anybody that'll stand still for it. But quite often when someone does that, it doesn't look like they're, that person isn't going to know that they're suffering at all. That's because they cover up the suffering with blaming or with, I'm saying, offloading or downloading on someone else. Sometimes that gets so out of hand, it, when it falls in the, in the hands of a, of a dictator, they actually take, convince thousands of people or order them to go to war and kill other people like we see happening in the world today. All the time, these incredibly rich, powerful people, usually men, <clears throat> often white men, but not always, uh, doing this to others. But the, the basis of that or the foundation or the causes and conditions of that go way beyond this lifetime, way, way back. This has been going on for centuries, centuries and centuries. Even that is an understatement. What can you do, uh, Adriana? You can just receive it. No, no more war with anything. And, and try to acknowledge and see that when someone is being irritating to you or it's distasteful or whatever, the person is trying to get rid of their suffering. And this is, and they can't, so they, what, they cover it up with blame or with acting in such a way that their activity is just, what, distasteful or nauseating or difficult to swallow, as they say. Don't swallow it, but you could receive it. Uh, you could also, they might be so used to being run away from or disagreed with, and all this does is build up their, their uh, self-centeredness. So you could... Uh, defer a little bit to them and not accept what they're saying, but uh, at least complete the, the communication part of it by saying, ah, I kind of see what you're saying, or I don't really understand where you're coming from, but I hear you. A little bit of uh, uh, what's called uh, pacifying instead of going to the war that they might be going to. And again, uh, I'm inventing things because I'm not, I don't know what the, the actual situation is. It could be situational in such a way that you would have to understand it yourself with your own awareness practice rather than do what I'm saying. Sir. What's the attitude of what is this that's not more of that circular questioning? <clears throat> what is this is much different than why is this? Uh, why is this takes us into a circularity looking for results looking for cause looking well who well why what why is this why is she he they why am i why it will show up there's relative truth everywhere why well why did they lock that person in a in the prison because they robbed a party store simple case closed no no looking into the depth of dependent origination to see that 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 person who uh, did that, uh, who committed that, their causes and conditions behind that are untraceable. And they're all over the place. So, But when you look at a situation and say, what is this? Then you might, especially if you're a meditator, which you are, then the immediate response, uh, if you're even saying that, because eventually you won't say what, you'll just see what it is. There won't be any question, because you know what it is. You see it, you're looking at it, and you're not separate from it. So if I go back and simplify that, the why question takes you in circles looking for, for causes, which is, it's dependent on your reason, so there is no first cause. 
to, to look for causes doesn't mean that you don't try to find out why the, the matches up here occasionally get explode because of the end of the head of the match pops off and goes into the match container and the whole thing goes up in flames and you think the Buddha's talking to you. <laughs> Doesn't that happen? No. And what did you do about it? Got instructions from you to fix it. You did? Did you do it? So, but if you say, if a situation comes up, instead of going to, to why, if you just go to what, the, what is this, then everything stops right in this, right in that situation. And you get to actually look, you might have to do this countless times. What is this? When something arises in your mind stream, instead of saying something you've got to get rid of, which is buying right into the person, the personalization of dependent origination as something's happening to you. There is no you. If there is a one, it's makeshift and it's made up and it's dependent arisen. And you don't have to get rid of it because it's unreal. But you have to see what it is. You have to see your own um, lack of of being uh, a being by seeing that that which thinks that you're a being is unreal. And the beingness of like I sometimes say, it's like a clown on the roof. It's there. It's functioning, it's making a mess of things, but it's fundamentally unreal. So look at it directly. What is that? And then what you will see if you look at it directly enough, eventually you will see the only response that can come back is not separate, not separate. You're looking at yourself. It's the, it's the jewel mirror Samadhi. Samadhi, not separate. Jewel mirror means very, very valuable and mirror-like. This is what the Hokyo Zamai is pointing to in lots of different ways in that. So go ahead. Is, is what is it um, a question we can take with the other senses? Like, is there a body posture of what is this? Um, yeah, it's this. What is this? Is it symmetrical? Take everything that you can that, that seems to be a part of you or, or some of you or all of you and hold it very still without being... Uh, without being uh, rigid, sit very still, sit in a symmetrical posture, and then receive whatever comes up until there's nothing left to receive. Because there isn't anyone. There, there's no receiver. There's nothing received. This is called threefold purity in the, in the tradition. It's no, no receiver, no gift, no giver, no receiver. No, 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 no. By a negativa. It, it can be described other ways, but uh, this is a... Uh, a good way to talk about it. More? Shidami, I think in the 30 verses it says whatever makes something stop in front of it is not situated in this only. And you said the question, what is this, makes something stop. So is, is asking the question, what is this, meddling or not receiving somehow? What was this verse? Uh, which which verse were you quoting out of? Uh, you don't know the number. We'll just quote it again. You can quote it again. Can you? Or come close. Yeah, if you can, like... we can ask somebody here. Koza. <laughs> yeah, ask Koza. She's got it memorized. Something I'm wrong. I think it's 27 right after 26. Right. Notice she didn't hesitate to tell you what number it was. <laughs> so you guys could go look up. <laughs> no, go ahead. You, you came pretty close. Or if you if you want to, Koza, I can. Rosanne, why don't you tell us what it is? 
Uh, I couldn't remember that. I think she said it well, though. That rings a big bell. Okay, ring your bell again. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, for whatever makes something stop in front of it is not situated in this only. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, it won't stop. It's, 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 you've heard me say this a couple of times. It's, it's worse than you thought, and it's better than you thought. It's worse because the ego, you who you think you are, that is so terrified, is coming apart. If you, if you continue to practice, you're in for it. But if you continue this practice, you all there's also the possibility that you realize what this is in this lifetime. Possibility. And realizing what this is uh, is better than not knowing what it is. But if I see that I don't want to produce enough to be able to receive, or I'd rather ignore something than receive, is that enough? I think the awareness of it is what's, what's important, not, not the success story. It's not a relative mundane path of getting better, accomplishing, and, and going from one jhana state to the next, more and more clarity, more and more samadhi, more and more and more and more and more me, me getting somewhere. And I'm not saying a jhana state is full of, full of itself, but unlikely that it's totally empty. Because if it were, then what an accomplishment that, accomplishment that would be. Wouldn't you all want to study under somebody that can teach you how to enter the jhana states? That's a rhetorical question, so you should answer it. <laughs> Rhett Butler. Go ahead, Young. Yu Hongbaing, I have a follow-up question. So how do we reflect without gaining more and do better? Bowing. It's just, uh, you're doing it. I mean, just, you don't have to not do that. You can watch the way you do it. Watch the way you, you have a tendency to want more or want to do better or want to improve. It's just about observing. It's always about awareness, not, never about some kind of uh, uh, stages on the way where you slowly get better and want less. And uh, It might be more the other way around where you see more and more how demanding you are and how you you just want something else, want something else, desire, desire for something and then grasping at something, desire, might have to watch that, that, uh, that uh, triangle of feeling, craving, and grasping around and around. You may have to watch that a lot, but you have a way of doing it. You have the sitting practice of meditation, shikantaza. You have a, you have a, a way to study the concepts that support this uh, understanding. We do this uh, every day in some way or another. So you have you have a teacher, a teaching, and a community, and you're here, and you've been coming here for years now, a couple of years, and so we just continue continue to do this. And the way you ask the question, I'm just I'm saying to you as clearly as I can, you're already doing it. But the tendency to want to look for some kind of result of no longer having that, no longer wanting to be grasping. Um, is is the very nature of the grasping itself. So it's that's why I say it's even worse than that. You actually are probably going to have to watch the grasping without interfering with it. Watch the grasping without stopping it. And some and some another person might be in another area where they where they're watching the watching the desire for something, but because of their consciousness or what's happening with them, causes and conditions and so on, uh, they may deal with a lot of craving, but they just don't do anything about it. And that 
may not be very comfortable for them to continually want, want, crave something, and they can't ha have it. And then sometimes somebody might come come in and call that discipline. I don't call that discipline. I call that awareness, not discipline. So by way of giving a response to you that I, uh, my intention is to help you, I'm saying you're doing what you need to do. It's just that when you're on the side of a mountain climbing it and it's hard work and you're dealing with the, the outflows, you're dealing with the production that you don't really want to do that, but you did it anyway. You don't want to grasp at that, but you just watch yourself grasp. That's part of climbing that mountain. That's part of the work of training the mind. You're going to have to go up that mountain. So you're, you can't see the vista at the top of the mountain. You use a relative image until you get to the top of the mountain. But you're not going to get to the mountain if you're trying to get, if you're trying to call someplace on the path, the top of the mountain, even though ultimately it is the top of the mountain. That's why it's so difficult because we're talking, talking about relative truth, absolute truth, and we're talking about seeing this with your wisdom mind. So keep going. Just keep going. Return the Buddha, the Dharma, the Sangha. Return to the ball. Return to the cushion. Return to observing what arises in the mind stream without grasping, rejecting, shutting down. I have another question. What does what does it sound and feel like without pulling, pushing, and shutting down? What does it feel like to not push or pull or shut down? Yes. Feels good. <laughs> Is that possible to do that most of the time? Okay, so here... Um, here, I'll say it this way. What happens is the pushing and pulling and shutting down might continue to run, maybe for quite a while, but what has been seen through, through watching the pushing, watching the pulling, so that's the pushing is the aggression, the pulling is the passion, and lots of different uh, nuances, and then watching the shutting down or the turning away or the ignoring or the distracting, by watching that and observing that, will you will eventually see there's no guarantee here, but the way it looks over here, you will eventually see that there is no being, no personhood that's doing that. And that's happening on its own because it is dependently risen. So you don't have to fight with dependent origination. You don't have to stop some things and start others to gain some kind of identity that is no longer attached and is free and is all that hoopla. You actually get to do this and see eventually that there never was one, there never was a Yuhung. And you're liberated, even though you're still, there's still an embodiment, there's still consciousness, the consciousness is showing up in a relative way as a living being with children going around doing this and that. But as far as getting particularly perturbed by anything, that's probably not going to show up. The, the, the discomfort may show up, but it can't find a person anymore. So therefore, it doesn't last long. Suffering comes and goes. Suffering does not come to an end, as is sometimes suggested by uh, some teachings that are pointing to uh, Naroda means that suffering ends. As long as you're in a human form, you're going to suffer. It's going to be suffering. It may not be of the, the kind that someone is uh, having who is at war with the whole thing. Some people have actually stopped some of the suffering relatively because they downloaded on everybody else. If you're killing a lot of people, uh, you probably aren't going to be suffering too much. You'll be uh, totally insane. That's, that is a way of getting out of, by just uh, probably the biggest kind of blame that an ind individual can do is take after another human being with an AK-47. But they're going to be pretty, pretty delighted at that. 
even the, some of the, the commentary on that, or the recording comments that when somebody is that crazy, they're having fun for a short time. Then they go immediately into the, 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 the temporary uh, heaven realm of being a king of the universe uh, to, to going straight to hell. Do they go to hell? I don't know. It's a state of mind, perhaps. But as far as your, uh, your uh, question, you're doing fine. Just keep going. Keep looking at it. Keep looking at the grasping. Look at the rejecting. Look at the shutting down. Don't fiddle with it. Just look at it. Be aware. Be aware. Thank you, Marion. Welcome. You're welcome. Kyoshin. Kyoshin bowing. Uh, back on Kozan's uh, question about saving. Am I off track? My my idea is as as I walk this path and try to uh, head towards the different paramitas and like live the Dharma, that's how we save others. People will see that there's something different. We have something under the hood, so to speak, bowing. What's your question? I'm, I'm asking if that's, if I have the right understanding there of what, that's, that's my idea of how we save others, that we show that we live a different way. And then they may say, hey, tell me about your philosophy or whatever you're doing. That's or they, or they might not even say hey. Right. <laughs> I don't see anything uh, uh you know, I don't I don't see anything to adjust or correct with that. Yes, that's the parameters. You know, use those as reference points. Yes. Further questions? When you say watch grasping, does watching include all the senses? The way we're using that there, Bob. You can. Mainly it's the thinking process that is, is flooding or is, is, is working with uh, a sense of touch, sense of taste to say, I am tasting, I am touching. So it works in that way. I'm the one who's feeling this. It's, it's a, I think it's very, I'm not saying that some kind of biology couldn't come along and explain how all that is working, but the way it's done with awareness is not to necessarily separate anything out in order to find out what it is, but separate it out to find out how it functions so that you can see, just like the five skandhas, form, feeling, perception, concept, and consciousness. We spread those out so we can see how they get together and form the illusion of somebody. And if, we, if you're there with the awareness, then you see that they also are self-existing, that thinking can happen just without a thinker. Seeing can happen happen without someone, uh, a person who's seeing. There's not much of a credential there, so it isn't like you're going to get some kind of a merit badge for being an egoist, where you can walk around thinking, these other people are really messed up, but I, I don't have any ego anymore. <laughs> <laughs> How was that? You won't know it. I've said it many times. If you awaken, you will not know it. Someone knows it. You have work to do. And when I say work to do, I'm saying if you're on the path and you're endeavoring to follow the path of the Buddha's Dharma, the, of the awakened one, and you think you're awake, you have work to do. You could also say, uh, I, I think I'm not awake. You also have work to do. They're not that different. No one awakens. There's just awakening. One final one, if you have it. Good. 
you earlier mentioned a dynamic where someone might feel a lot of craving or even grasping, but perhaps due to dependent origination might not act on it. Yes. But uh, so, but that you said that that was not discipline. No. If 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 just if discipline is not refraining. What, what is it about? Awareness. Discipline is awareness? Yes. Keep going. I can go further if you can. I'll help you a little bit. It's because, the way I say it this way, it's because that refraining like I did yesterday with a, uh, with a apple pie. There's one piece of apple pie, and I said, "Oh, they left me one." No, that's not for me. <laughs> that was just happened to be situationally left over. Wasn't that the case? Anybody else here? Whose pie was that? It was Ando's pie. Did you make that pie? No. Until you said it was for her. How dare you <laughs> bring that pie up? But everyone had a piece of the pie, well, most people do, and left one piece, and I, I must have walked by that three or four times. But it was not discipline that kept me from eating that pie. I could have eaten that pie, and that wouldn't have been lack of discipline. So I'm just using that as a, I didn't eat any of it, but it was kind of like, uh, that would not be good for me to eat that. It's that simple. It wasn't any kind of, but there was a lot of, Wow, I, I wanted that pie. It looked good, even though I later on found out, found out it was not homemade. It was commercial. Who bought it? G-Shows. Who's G showed up? G showed up? G showed G showed up. It was self existent. It was self existent. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I, I give up. <laughs> you win. You win. Self existent. Okay, well, I don't know where I was going with that, but I'm saying that uh, back to the original, it's, it's not, a person gets kind of a credential for not doing that, and that tends to fuel the self-centeredness. So, and that's not, uh, that's sometimes mistaken for discipline because it looks like we're kind of controlling, but it, it, is, it, is, uh, it, is, it is completely caving into the desire, but, but not, no outflows out of that. So it, it can be very, very difficult to, I'm not saying I was with the pie. That's just a. That's just a, if I did anything here, it was just stubbornness of not eating the pie because I very much want to eat that pie. But I, I think that to come back to the this, the question, it's it's the awareness that's in that that is completely aware of that craving, but doesn't doesn't do anything with it, doesn't overcome it, does nothing with it, but receive the craving without abandoning it or outflowing out of that, trying to get rid of that feeling for either being disciplined, which is one, or being the hell with it. I'm gonna eat the, I'm gonna grasp at that pie. I deserve that pie. I haven't had pie in days. <laughs> God, that's that pie. So it's that kind of a deal. Is that a little bit closer? Yes, so Kevin Boeing, so discipline is being consumed by the craving and not needing to consume something else. Just not, yes, just not. No, I'm not just receiving whatever that is. Receive the uh, the, the, the craving, and uh, you can even say enjoy it. You 
I, I gave a talk years ago. I think Kozan uh, uh, was there because I think she reminded me of what happened there. I was saying, walked by uh, a jelly roll uh, that was over in Kalamazoo. And so you could walk by that jelly roll and just enjoy it with your eyes. You could just look at it. You could actually enjoy the enjoy the uh, craving of that rather than, than abandon the craving for fulfillment, some kind of fulfillment situation. Okay, I think we can close. Hi, this is Chiazan, the prior at Sokokoji Buddhist Monastery. Sokozan offers these talks without expecting anything in return. If you value these talks and would like them to continue, please visit our donate page at www.sokokoji.org. Thank you.